Good afternoon. <clears throat> Good afternoon. It is Saturday, November the 3rd, 2018, and you're listening to Altitude Adjustment. I'd like to start today's show off by sending out my best wishes and condolences to the people affected by the gun violence in the yoga club in Florida. Uh, my best to the families, friends, and loved ones, also the first responders and emergency personnel that uh, stepped in to try to help bring this situation to a um, resolution. Um, this is my anniversary edition. I have been doing this podcast for one year at this point. It was November the 4th, 2017 that I did my first episode. And I want to thank everyone associated with uh, helping me at least get this far. Those of you that have listened, um, Magic Man 50 for uh, his help in this and others. Um, over the course of this week, I had an opportunity to, uh, a, a situation came up. So during life, you, you have opportunities where you get to reevaluate things that you think are true or they settled. And something comes along and causes you to rethink that. And that occurred for me this week. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, some of you may know that I was in, I still am pretty much, been in uh, technology for 30 years. And over the, uh, this past week, uh, a news article caused me to rethink some of the things that I thought about in business. Now, i uh, also do business consulting. And so when this article came up, it really caught my attention. There were some bells that went off. Microsoft recently uh, purchased GitHub. Now, for those of you that are not in the technology field, uh, Microsoft is one of the largest software manufacturers. <laughs> Pardon me. So I'm a, one of the, the largest software manufacturers uh, of proprietary software. That means um, they don't share their code with anyone unless uh, they have a financial incentive to. And GitHub is a, a place where people who create free or extremely low cost software uh, and they share their code with one another. Um, and, and so GitHub was a place for them to do that. With the purchase of GitHub, there is concern in the programming community how Microsoft will approach this situation. How will how will GitHub change or will GitHub change in the coming time period? And that caused me to rethink some things that I thought were settled as far as businesses go, which brings about this episode of mergers and acquisitions. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Again, thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. Um, I'm going to get settled here. I, um, my production manager, myself, <laughs> uh, is trying to get things together. Now, uh, companies use a myriad of ways to meet the demand for products and good, for their products and services. Uh, mergers, acquisitions, partnerships, authorized dealers, certified agents, and other business arrangements. I'll focus on um, these business tools and their use in the free market economy 
that is usually associated with a democratic societies such as the United States, Great Britain, and etc. For juxtaposition, China has a socialist market economy where some aspects of the free market system uh, are existence, but the government controls business for the most part. Now, the free market system is built on the idea that with little or no government intervention, goods and services can be produced and delivered most efficiently. And, and that the wishes and desires of the public are best achieved this way. Now, the next 25 minutes or so, I will make my argument that the above mentioned business tools are actually anti-free market. First, <clears throat> I have to apologize. All of a sudden, my sinuses just went berserk. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a brief description of some of the tools that are being used. And I'll talk about some more towards the end of the, the podcast. A merger is a, a situation where the board of directors of two companies seek shareholders approval to merge. Now, after the merger, the acquired company ceases to exist and is absorbed by the acquiring company. Such as in 2007, a merger deal occurred between Digital Computers and Compact, where Compact absorbed Digital Computers. An acquisition uh, in the simple is the acquiring company attains a majority stake in the acquired firm and its name or legal structure such as Google paid $3.1 billion to acquire the advertising software company DoubleClick in a 2007 bidding war with Microsoft. Now, the difference between a merger and an acquisition, a merger is can be hostile, where an acquisition um, can be mutually, been, or mutually, uh, or do I have it backwards? A, a merger... Okay, merger is um, where two companies choose to, and an acquisition is can be hostile, where the acquiring company um, may take over the other company without uh, approval from management or uh, some shareholders. Now, consolidation creates a new company where stockholders of both companies must approve the consolidation, and subsequently to uh, give approval. Now, they received common equity shares in the new firm. In 1998, Citicorp and Travelers Insurance Group announced a consolidation, which resulted in the, the Citicorp. A tender offer um, is where one company offers to purchase the outstanding stock of the other firm at a specific price, and the acquiring company communicates the offer directly to the other company's shareholders, bypassing the management and board of directors. Uh, an example, Johnson & Johnson made a tender offer in 2008 to acquire Omnirix Biopharmaceuticals for $438 million. While the acquiring company may continue to exist, especially if there are certain dissenting shareholders, most tender offers result in mergers. Uh, there's an acquisition of assets. In a purchase of assets, one company acquires the assets of another company. The company whose assets are being acquired must attain approval from its shareholders. And the purchase of the assets is typically during bankruptcy proceedings. 
where other companies bid for various assets of the bankrupt company, which is liquidated upon the final transfer of assets to the acquiring firm or firms. There is a management acquisition. In a management acquisition, also known as a management-led buyout, the executives of a company purchase a controlling stake in a company and then taking it private. Often these former executives partner with a financier or former corporate officers in order to help fund the transaction. Such an um, merger and acquisition transition is typically financed disproportionately with debt and the majority of shareholders must approve it. In 2013, Dell Corporation announced that it was acquired by its chief executive manager, Michael Dell. So when you look at business and you look at these tools and probably the, the uh, one of the arguments that happens is that um, companies are you hear I hear a lot about companies buying other companies because they want to bring that type of technology or bring that type of um, uh, product and services that the other company offers in-house. And that shortens their development cycle for that type of technology, or maybe they don't have that expertise in their in their company now, and they want to bring that company that expertise on board. So that shortens their development, that shortens their um, making that technology or making that those goods and services available to them, and that helps them deliver their products and services uh, faster to the general public or to their customers. They could be a business which has business customers and they could be a retail industry in the retail industry providing goods and services directly to uh, the public. Um, they also, um, mergers and acquisitions and, and some of the tools that I just mentioned are used by companies to get into industries that they're not currently in. So a technology company may actually purchase, um, let's say, a moving company that is not in their normal line of business, but it may be something. And I, I can't think of one example, and I'm just trying to picking, pick up something off the top of my head, but, but make it something that you can um, grasp the idea. The... the Technology company purchasing a, a moving company that is not their normal line of business, uh, but they may be it may be a, a related company. Um, maybe this moving company does um, moving moving of technology. It may be you know designed the, the, the moving company is specifically geared towards moving technology around and getting it in place and up and running. So the technology company has a need that they, they may be growing or they may be changing the geographical area in which they're working in. And rather than uh, putting together their own moving company, they purchase one because they see a long term benefit to that. So they purchase the, the um, moving company and now they're able to become as mobile as they need to 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 get their technology into places that they need and they uh, don't have to try to develop that technology from scratch. So when you 
look at it from that aspect. You say it is a business decision and it is something that makes that keeps that company profitable, keeps that company on the edge of what it is that they need to do in order to deliver their goods and services. And um, so for a long time, I accepted that as a way of doing business. As I said on this past week, um, Microsoft and, and I, and, and my relationship with Microsoft has been a long one. Um, but over the years, there were things about Microsoft's behavior that has caused me to bells to go off when Microsoft touches anything. Um, and when this happened this week, I started to re-examine because I was for mergers and acquisitions. It, you know, I, I, I could see the value in it. I could see where companies uh, would do that and how it was helpful for, for, to the industry. Um, so, but when Microsoft did that this week, one of the first things I realized was there's a lot of apprehension by the, the um, programmers uh, a lot of those programmers shy away from Microsoft. They don't develop on the Microsoft platform. They uh, avoid Microsoft where they can. And now they're being forced or maybe forced into an environment that they didn't want to, to be a part of. And so it made me rethink and reevaluate what I was thinking of mergers and acquisitions. And then what I realized is that um, when you look at it, Mergers and acquisitions um, are contrary to the free market system. Now, the free market system, um, one of the cornerstones of free market system is that people support a business with their dollars and pennies. They vote for a company believing that in the management team, believing in the products and services that the management, that the company delivers by spending their dollars with that company. That is the free market system in a nutshell. That is what it is. It is consumers giving a vote of confidence in a company, dollars and cents. And it's the company's goal, presumably, to deliver the goods and services that customers want in a way that customers want it. Going back to mergers and acquisitions. Mergers and acquisitions allow larger companies that have extra money to buy customer loyalty. They don't have to earn it. Take for instance, Microsoft started several different types of companies and was unsuccessful or several different lines of business in the technology industry and was unsuccessful. People 
didn't buy their product or didn't adapt to it well. Um, for a while, let's take, let's take the browser. Um, Microsoft created Internet Explorer. They did not have to, they did not, because they were um, the de facto operating system, they included it in their op in their operating system. And so they had an advantage in advertising or trying to get their product into the hands of people. Whereas other browser manufacturers or creators had to um, advertise to try to get their browser in front of people. So for a while, Microsoft browser became the de facto browser because of that advantage that monetarily benefited Microsoft because they were able to build a set of products and services around that adaptation of the browser as the default browser. So they made quite a bit of money from that. Um, so then they started taking that money and rather than uh, as they started to try to uh, spread their reach into other goods and services, they took that money that they made and then they started purchasing other companies, purchasing other software companies, purchasing other technology. Um, they had done some development internally. And as I said, mentioned that those, some of those were um, failures. When there was a failure, they didn't continue to um, try to find a way to get people to, um, to deliver them a better product. They went out and bought that technology and brought it in-house. And here's the problem I have with that. And I'm not just picking on Microsoft. Microsoft is by no means um, the, the only one that does that. Um, all, almost all of the large technology companies have done that. Uh, IBM, Google, you name it, they've, they've all done it. In the free market system, you create a product and service and then you go out and you try to uh, find a market for your product and service. <clears throat> Actually, it should be the other way around. <clears throat> um, you see a need. Then you create a product for that need. So it's not that the, the, the need was not there. It's the need is there. Um, how democracy or how the free market system benefits is that multiple people or multiple companies see that need. Each one develops its own um, answer to solve that problem, to meet that need. And the customer or the, the consumer of that benefits from two things. They benefit from the efforts of everyone trying to um, get them as customers 
which keeps the price, the cost of it down. Because of the competition, um, no one gets a corner on the market, and so they don't get to uh, control prices as they feel. The There's always a downward pressure on um, the price. And um, because there are so many people attempting to get your uh, loyalty, more people are not everyone likes has the same requirements to solve the problem. The more players that you have attempting to solve the problem, the more likely you are to find one that fits you exactly or, or closer to, to what you want. The fewer people that are in the market trying to uh, get you to use their, your, their product, the less choices that you have. Mergers and acquisitions then allow companies um, take the insurance industry. Um, the larger companies gobble up the smaller companies, which means you have less options to resolve what you want as, you know, to solve your problems. So that to me says um, that's killing the free market system. That is not the free market model. Um, also, uh, oh, and it, it jumped right out of my head. Um, so I was, I was saying that, so there are, are fewer and fewer uh, players in a particular business sector. And when that happens, what we've no seen is, is that um, the fewer uh, players that you have in a particular business sector or in a particular industry, then um, price controls, the companies in an attempt to uh, not compete, they start colluding to keep the, to, to make greater profits. So rather than, uh, looking forward to competing against someone else and beating them squarely, um, companies will then parse out, well, you take this area, I'll take this area, and we don't have to compete with each other over a few dollars. Um, and, and as I, and I mentioned, um, companies, by purchasing or acquiring or joining with another company, don't have to spend the money to create, build up uh, an industry from, build their department from scratch, and then try to win your loyalty. And um, a couple of things about that that I think is important is when each company or each business has to start from scratch, build that uh, technology and uh, present it, it creates jobs. It creates jobs and uh, it helps in the long run. Now, eventually they may scrap the department because they can't find a big enough market for it, uh, but that's the free market system. Because you are a business, 
and you go into business does not mean you're going to be at the top of the heap. But if a technology wins out, if a particular uh, business wins out and they become the dominant, um, everybody benefited because uh, even if you attempt to um, start from scratch and build that type, people learn and that your learning um, and even your failure can help someone else. If you buy another company, um, the system, uh, the market didn't gain anything because that company was already there and they were doing what they did. And all you did was buy that company. Now, um, there are a lot of companies that have been bought out. Uh, one of them, well, point to point out that. So, as I mentioned, some companies, you know, they start small, they, they work hard at building trust because a lot of people spend with a company because they trust them. They build a relationship with them. And so as they build that relationship, they spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money making go of that. Then a larger company comes along. Let's say it's a company that you don't particularly like. You don't like their philosophy or business of how they manage their business. They come in and buy a company that you have um, trusted. You've trusted with your dollars. You've trusted with your family or whatever the case may be. You like that company's philosophy. That company is bought out, acquired, merged with, etc. That company may go away. And you may now, after you spent your money saying, this is what I like, this is this, I believe in this company, I believe in its philosophy, I believe in its product. Another company comes along that you don't particularly care about, they buy that company. They didn't win your loyalty. They didn't compete for your loyalty. They didn't give you the products and services that you wanted for your loyalty. I think that is anti-free market. Um, one of the things that I also think about is when companies buy other companies, when they merge with other companies, if they have duplicate departments, that kills jobs. They let people go. While it is a benefit or a boon for that acquiring company, other people who may have spent years in those positions, who've dedicated their life to that company to help make it successful, to help you trust in them and their ability to deliver the goods and products that you want, these people are going to be put, taken, put out of a job. Um, so what happens in that situation is where is a company can sit back, take and take Microsoft and I'm, I'm not specifically picking on Microsoft, but that's the example that comes to my mind because of my technology experience. 
So Microsoft um, takes their browser, puts their browser in people's hands um, uh, because of their def the, their position as the operating system. They use that, they leverage that to make lots of money. So now they're sitting on a lot of cash. And while the, the broader um, the broader public may not care for manage, uh, Microsoft's management style, Microsoft now has the money and the resources to go out and buy the companies. So they, they buy basically customer loyalty because by limiting the number of players in the market, you as a consumer have fewer and fewer places to go to resolve the situations or get the products and services that you want and desire. Some of the other tools used to supplant consumers' desires are things like certified agents, authorized dealers, partnerships. What these, these tools do, and things like that, what these tools do, so for a fee, you pay me money, I, I let you use my logo, I give you specific information that other people don't have, so I eliminate competition. I get to pick winners and losers uh, of, so I um, make you an authorized dealer or I make you a certified agent, or I join with you as a partnership. I am, as a company, limiting the number of, or, or the ability to for other companies and agencies to compete because I'm using my buying power. I'm using money as leverage rather than competing on a, um, a fair playing, playing field. Um, so, so that's why I think I have come to, and I'm examining and, and maybe down the road, I'll come across some information that makes that, uh, have me rethink this again, but based on, um, my recent, uh, you know, idea and, and I, I tend to follow business, uh, I, I, want to know how businesses operate, make sure that, you know, I'm up on the latest technology and making sure that I understand how business functions. And so as, as it stands right now, I, I see these mergers, acquisitions, uh, partnerships, authorized dealers as actually anti-free market. And if you, find that you that it's different please share that with me um, i'd like to hear what you have to say or what you think about that that's going to wrap up today's episode i want to thank you very much for hanging out with me this afternoon um you can always watch this video podcast of the video version of this podcast on youtube by doing a search for lions den stl now, the audio podcast is available on Stitcher.com, Anchor.fm, the iTunes Store, and the Google Music Play Store. Consider supporting this podcast 
by visiting anchor.fm slash altitude adjustment two. The internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this episode and other episodes where you find them because it does matter. As always, be cool, be calm, and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.